listening to Carnivore Conversations, a podcast exploring the benefits of keto, carnivore, intermittent feasting, and other lifestyle hacks. Each week, we'll be interviewing a special guest from the keto carnivore community and so much more. This is your host, board-certified and practicing physician, Dr. Robert Kiltz. live and I am just so excited to have Bella Steak and Butter Gal and amazing. She's just inspiring so many out there. She's a coach, a cheerleader, but really an inspiration because she's doing it herself and showing so many. So Bella, welcome and thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you so much, Dr. Kiltz. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. Well, let's see. Uh, where, where's, where, uh, let's see, Gouda and Simba. What are they doing tonight? <laughs> So Gouda and Simba are my two dogs. Uh, Gouda is a one-year-old French bulldog, and he is currently deep in his sleep. He sleeps like 24-7. And Simba, is he's probably at the park with my boyfriend, Steak and Butter Guy. <laughs> All right. So he's doing the good stuff, right? Yes, right. But is. they're just so cute to watch them and interacting with what you're sharing with so many people. And, you know, we're I'm just excited to hear your story and tell everyone because so many women, men, young and old, all ages need inspiration and we need uh, cheerleaders and coach. So tell us a little about yourself, how you got into being steak and butter gal. Okay. So I started my health journey uh, on the vegan diet actually. And the reason why I went vegan was because like any other 17, 18 year old girl, I was curious how I can stay in shape, how I can be fit, thin, how I can improve my skin, look good, of course. And at that time, I remember I was a senior in high school. I was packing on this uh, freshman 15, as they call it, and I was getting desperate. So I did a quick Google search on how to lose weight quick. And on YouTube, the first thing that popped up was this really big vegan guru girl called Freely the Banana Girl. I have no idea if you've heard of her. No, no. Okay. Uh, You don't have to, but (laughs) she's pretty big. She was very big at that time. And she kind of touted this diet called the raw till four diet, which is basically you eat uh, as many fruits and vegetables raw as possible throughout the day. And when 4 PM hits, you are allowed to have whatever cooked starches you want. So I transitioned into that diet from a very standard American slash Chinese diet. And I immediately saw results. I lost weight. I was like, Oh wow, this diet is definitely for me. But reflecting now, looking back, I think I saw the results and I felt so much better because cut out all the junk from the standard American diet. So I cut out seed oils, I cut out processed foods, and I was just focusing on whole foods, plant-based foods. So yes, that could have been why I felt good and I started losing weight. Uh, And then six years down the line, fast forward Uh six years, I lost my cycle completely. Um, and I started seeing that my acne, my skin issues started to get worse. I started to see that my weight was back to fluctuating all over the place. And I started realizing, I think I'm actually building an eating disorder because I would be obsessing over food, restricting over fasting, fasting for punishment, and then binging. So it was, uh, yeah, a very, very, uh, dark, uncomfortable, unhealthy place that I was in by the sixth year. 
And then I took a blood test. My doctor sat me down. She said, you are so deficient in some of the most important things. You either have to supplement heavily if you want to stay vegan or just eat some meat. And I really thank this doctor because she kind of slapped me back to reality and she gave me permission to just eat meat. So what I did was I Googled vegan to carnivores, just curious if anybody did that. And I actually found a few ladies who did that. They went from vegan straight into carnivore and they healed tremendously. So I was wow. so inspired and I decided to do it for myself. And I literally went overnight vegan to carnivore. Wow, that's pretty remarkable. And so in doing that, obviously you had some health changes. You felt better, different. Tell us a little bit about those differences that suddenly you were experiencing. Yeah. So I always like to say my first bite of carnivore foods after six years of not having any animal foods or meats, okay. my first bite was pasture-raised eggs cooked in Kerrygold butter. Ooh. And I was dreaming about this food for months leading up to me eating meat again. And mm -hmm. I just remember my first bite of that egg was just it woke me up. I felt like I was seeing from black and white to HD color. It was that instantaneous. Hmm. And my body gave me the signal like this is exactly what you need. It just felt so right. It tasted so good, so flavorful. So immediately I felt a boost in energy. I felt happiness. I felt like this was right for me. But if you go, you know, a couple of weeks down the line, I definitely struggled with a lot of loose stools because my body had no idea what to do with all of these fats. Because when I was vegan, I was actually very high carb, moderate protein, pretty much zero fat. Mm -hmm. So the fats were an issue, but I craved it so hard. I was eating a stick of butter every single day, at least. Wow. Yeah. And I was eating about four to five, mostly five pounds of meat every day. So I, I'm very tall. I have a really big appetite, but um, I realized like I am so hungry. I am so ravenous. So what I'm going to do is I'm not going to limit anymore. I'm just going to eat as much as I want. If mm -hmm. the weight packs on, I'll just let the weight gain happen because I know it's meant to be. So I really tried my best to not freak out over the weight gain. It definitely happened. I gained 25 pounds. But uh, I really focused on just healing and just eating and nourishing myself. And the more I did that, the better I felt. The more energy I had, the more stable my mood was, uh, the more mentally clear I was as well. And my skin improved after, I would say, two, three months. I saw my acne started disappearing, started seeing my rosacea getting better, my psoriasis and eczema pretty much going away. So you're feeling better. You've gone from a... a, a plant-based diet right into an animal-based diet, yep. which must have been, how was that emotionally? I mean, you, you heard, I'm sure, so much how bad meats are, how good plants are. Uh, was there sort of an emotional transition also, or was it all like, wow, this is it? Definitely. I felt ashamed. I felt like I had to hide, you know, the fact that I was eating meat because when I was vegan, I'm telling you, I was that vegan friend, that vegan girl <laughs> who would just preach this diet. You know, she would want to make it known to everyone that she was on this awesome diet, you know? So when I started eating meat again, I definitely felt like I needed to keep it under the table. I had no idea if I wanted to share it at all. Um, and me feeling you know, uh, hesitant to eat meat again. It, it definitely was there. I had those hesitations. I had those doubts, but 
gosh, like seeing those women thrive, those ex-vegan women turn carnivore, one of them was Azra Kanlu, uh, seeing how they glowed, how fit they were and how happy they were. I was like, I deserve this for myself. And if that means just eating some meat, I'm just going to do it. You know, so in the beginning, I was kind of, you know, in the dark, lost, not sure. But really quickly, I did start feeling amazing. And I felt like this is this is right for me. This meat is making me feel satiated. Finally, after years and years of just being hungry all day, every day. There were a lot of signals that my body and my brain felt that mm -hmm. helped motivate me to continue. And 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 so when did Bella Steak and Butter Gal come about? And how did you get into the, yeah. the sort of sharing the story and inspiring others? Where did that come from? Yeah, so that came down, uh, I think, one year into Carnivore. It all happened thanks to the pandemic. So yeah. I was actually studying uh, piano my master's at the Juilliard School in New York City. And I just remember how busy I was performing all the time, feeling quite stressed out, actually, because of the competition at that, uh, you know, institution. But I realized like, okay, so the pandemic hit, I had no graduation ceremony it was all online. I started to not have that many gigs anymore. No more live performances, obviously, during that time. So I started getting bored. And I wondered, okay, I, I can either stay in my apartment and practice 24 seven, you know, improve my craft at this instrument, or I can do something that I find a little bit more fun. And so that's when I started exploring the internet, YouTube, Instagram, I created an Instagram and the reason why I named it steak and butter gal was because steak and butter were the two foods that I leaned on so heavily in the beginning of my months of carnivore. And I really credit these two foods, steak and butter, uh, for healing me so quickly, for bringing back my cycle so quickly. So I just, you know, named myself steak and butter gal. I, you know, envisioned myself to just share, document what I eat every day as a carnivore girl. And it kind of blossomed into me connecting with this awesome community online, this carnivore community, which is huge and very passionate at that time. And even more so today. And I started feeling so inspired, like, why don't I share my story so I can help other girls who possibly may be wanting to leave the vegan diet um, and inspire them to eat more meat? Doesn't even have to be carnivore, just eat more meat. So it kind of blossomed through that. Well, that, that's cool and amazing. And we have we have some visitors tonight. It's uh, Alan uh, Israelis asking about blood type. Do you look at blood type? Do you think you think that's critical and important in this? in this meat and uh, carnivore journey? I don't really know the details of like which blood type should eat which types of foods, but I am very aware that there is information on that because a lot of my viewers will comment those types of questions as well. Um, but I am actually a blood type B. I don't know what that means though. <laughs> I, I'm O negative. I don't know that I personally, I think we are carnivores and that's our ancient three and a half million your history and that's what we came to eat and i don't know that i don't know that blood type matters very much right. in, in all of this and what's your what's your experience because i'm a fertility specialist and i uh, i kind of fell into this because of paleo diet at one time some of my patients were getting pregnant on paleo and i'm like what the heck is that this is like probably about 15 years ago and then i started looking at keto and and then I kind of fall into carnivore or 10 years ago. And we're seeing so many uh, women, menstrual periods, conception, and guys, better sperm. 
what's your experience in, in your in, in your village and community and in all of this? Oh yes. So I'll start with my personal experience. Um, and I'm very passionate about sharing my experience with my hormones, with my cycle, just all the female good stuff. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed after going carnivore, firstly, I brought my cycle back. So I lost it for two years at the end of my vegan journey. And then I went carnivore. I ate as much fat as I wanted. I stopped limiting, restricting, and I saw that my cycle came back. So that was a huge victory for me early on. And if you fast forward three years, I'm now three years into carnivore. I can say that my cycles every month is painless and there is zero cramping. I have zero headaches, which I used to always get before my cycle would come. Uh, my appetite usually increases like the day before my cycle begins. And I just listen to my body. I just eat more meat, eat more fat. Um, and actually the length of it decreased. So to me, that's great because, you know. <laughs> so uh, less pain, regularity, uh, less bleeding. So yeah. you're shedding your menstrual tissue, but you weren't bleeding out. And it is amazing how the changes in this, because as a doctor, we're told that a well-balanced uh, fruit, fiber, vegetable, I mean, all of us, this is the pyramid or the mind plate yep. and realizing how much it's untrue. And, and I don't know if it's a lie or cognizant dissonance. They believe one thing and the opposite is true. Right. Uh, now I know for, for my, my, research that fiber i think is deadly and but you gotta have fiber in order to poop uh you want to talk about poop by any chance i love or to talk we... about <laughs> no i think it's quite important to discuss this because a lot of new people who start carnivore they think something is wrong because of uh changes in their poop in their bowel movement frequency as well so i can say like for me i go two to three times a week I'm sure a lot of people watching may think that's crazy, but I've connected with many, many seasoned experienced carnivores who also noticed they go a lot less. So I go two to two, three times and it is very, very small as in the waste amount of waste. And I just feel like it's because our body can like digest and use everything that we eat, turn it into fuel and energy, use it to heal our bodies. There's just not much waste left to excrete. So that's what I've noticed. Right. Uh, fruits and vegetables are poorly digested in the human GI tract because we're like a wolf and a lion, not a pig, cow or a sheep. And so when we really recognize who and what we are, uh, it is quite amazing. And, and uh, fiber is, I believe, deadly and dangerous for our bodies. And it causes cancer and it certainly causes a tremendous amount of inflammation, fermentation in the gut. Um, now, I'm sure you're familiar with the Salisbury steaks. Are you Salisbury. familiar with Salisbury steak? Now you're, you're, you're way too young, but, 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 but growing up in the sixties, there was, a, a, do you know what, a, do you know what a television is by the way? So yeah. TV, dinner, I mean, obviously, you know, this is our method of watching things is, is this, but a TV dinner uh, and Swanson TV dinners and, and Salisbury steak, which was steak and a little bit of gravy and I come to learn that Dr. Salisbury in, in the 1800s as a military doctor figured out that plant-based diet was killing all the, all the uh, uh, men in the army and basically fed them steak and coffee and all of them healed up. So, you know, these ideas are not so new, but it's as if 
like we're discovering something the most amazing. And, and I, that's why I'm always so excited to hear the stories that, that you're sharing and all of this. So what are your thoughts on carnivore and cholesterol? Carnivore and cholesterol. Well, I know my numbers. I tested, I think, uh, two years ago now. It's definitely not updated. But the last time I checked, my numbers are pristine. And I also understand, I did my research. I understand the trends when you go zero carb, what it does to your cholesterol. But I also understand that what matters is the HDL2 triglycerides ratio. So my HDL was 90s and triglyceride was 12 very low. And I was so happy. My doctor was even so impressed. And my doctor was vegan at the time. And yet he still understood the trends. <laughs> and he so was very what, impressed. What does your doctor say about your diet? Yeah. So this vegan doctor is different from the doctor who told me uh, to eat meats separate because I moved, but he is very open-minded. He actually knew all about the keto diet. And I just told him, this is basically just like a ketogenic diet, but a step further, I just cut out all carbs and I just eat animal foods. And he was very supportive. So he gave me no issues. He did not put me on statins. He uh, commended me for my numbers. <laughs> Well, the one thing that uh, I've learned and, and the important thing is cholesterol, it, it, what our body is made of, and cholesterol is not the cause of any disease. Sugar, carbs, plants are the cause. So the problem is, is that the sugars convert to fat in the liver and then fat gets the blame. Uh, in fact, fat causes no disease. Being overweight is not the cause of any disease. It's what you ate and put in the bucket. If you think of your belly like a bucket, so by simply eliminating the plants in the bucket, you suddenly cleared your body of all the toxins, which is which is pretty pretty amazing uh, in, in in all of this. And you know, it's it seems like such a simple solution. Why how do, why do you think most people are reluctant to this story? Mm, probably because we grew up our whole lives being taught the opposite, that, you know, high cholesterol is bad. It means clogged arteries, heart disease, that saturated fat is evil, that we have to eat salads to be healthy, especially for us women, which is absurd. But yeah, we've been, we've been taught a certain thing. So it's a lot of unlearning, unlearning. And I think, you know, going completely carnivore can be quite extreme for a lot of new people who, you know, are new to this type of lifestyle. Yes, it can be extreme because um, you have to give, give up all of these other foods that you basically grew up eating and you have all of these memories and these family um, traditions around foods that have to do with sugar, that have to do with carbs, right? So it can be difficult to let go of those foods and just focus on eating the proper foods to get healthy. So it's a lot of unlearning, I think. Right. So we've been, we've been programmed in our politics, religion, um, lifestyle, our cultures, everything. And, and really, yeah. it's we live the party, essentially. We live in an amusement park. And every day, our food is part of it. So when you go to uh, uh, work where you're, you know, you're meeting in the lunchroom or you're going out to lunch or wherever you're going, how do you help people uh, sort of uh, traverse that, that uh, minefield of, of yep. their standard living experiences? How do you help them um, uh, 
uh, stay away from the things that are harmful and focus on the things that are good? Well, to start off, I try to put out videos that are very informative. For example, my newest video is featuring this awesome doctor right here, Dr. Kiltz. I try to feature brilliant minds and guests onto my channel. And as my channel grows, I understand that the information that I put out there can really help a lot of people. So by first just learning and watching content that can make you understand why is very helpful. Um, and I, I try to make it personal. I try to share exactly what I eat every day on Instagram, my, in my stories, so people can firsthand see just how doable this lifestyle is. And then third, I host a great community where anybody can be a part of, where they can connect with like-minded, passionate people who are eating meat only. And I do live Zoom calls where we can literally talk to each other just like this, and we can feel like we are a part of a community and a tribe, and we are not free. <laughs> so in those that join your community, tell us a little bit about what are the great things that are available to them and what's the website in order to get to that place? Yeah. So the website is SBG uh, meat as an eat fatty meat up.com sbgmeetup.com. You can just go there to see all the details about what this community and these 30 day challenges entail. And uh, when I do these live Zoom calls, I really try to focus on not only answering these common carnivore questions, helping my newcomers get over that adaptation phase. I have carnivore coaches in there who are very, very seasoned and ready to help with these common issues. I try to focus on answering questions, but I also really prioritize that that connection part of community. I think that's key to making sure we really seal those habits, breaking the habit of eating sugar, uh, of relying on food for pleasure and uh, for making us feel good when we're down. That is difficult to break when you have been doing it your whole life. So I, I believe community is key to breaking addiction. So when we talk about it with each other, when we sympathize with each other, when we offer our own advice, what worked for us, for someone who's new, I feel like that helps so much to seal those habits. So how often do you do the Zoom uh, calls and meetings to connect with people? Yeah, I do eight hours every single week. Okay. Wow. Is it, is it sort of just throughout the week or do you have scheduled times you doing that or is it sort of based on what people can attend? Yeah, so I do have a set schedule. It's been this schedule since uh, one year ago now. I've been doing it for almost a year and a half. And it's every Tuesday, Friday, Sunday, different times throughout the day to uh, make sure all my international members can attend at least one. And I also schedule guest speakers every month. And Dr. Kilt will be one of my guest speakers for the second time in a row because everybody loved you so much. Well, really enjoyed it. Tell us about the 30 day challenge. Uh, what, do, what, what can we, how, tell me how you're going to inspire, what, what inspirational things you bring to the table for those that get involved? Yes. So I decided to set it as a 30 day challenge because I understand, well, firstly, I'm a uh, like very competitive and I am always super excited when a challenge is involved. And I feel like a setup like that will get people pumped up. I want these people to be excited. I want my members to look forward to results after 30 days. Obviously that is not guaranteed, but what I can guarantee is I have these eight hours every single week to make sure that you are at least uh, accountable, consistent on track. And these eight hours will make sure your questions are always answered. I will always check on you. And I feel like when you do that for 30 days, 
there's no way you can't feel or see some type of result. And when we see results, when we feel that reward, that is a huge incentive to keep us on the path to motivate us to keep going with carnivore. And soon enough, it will be second nature. And that's how all of these carnivores, they, they just make it part of their lifestyle. It's no longer, you know, a quick fix diet. And do you also have availability of individual coaching? Uh, I know she has some coaches available. How does that work? Yeah. So my awesome team of coaches, shout out to Stephen Thomas, Raymond Nazon, Emily Harvo, Cherish Thompson, Adek. They're amazing. And they are so passionate uh, about seeing these transformations and helping each of these members. They each offer one-on-one -on -one coachings. I personally am there to just cheer everyone on and host these big meetings. Yeah, let's see. So we have a couple of questions. Car yeah. uh, Carolyn, uh, hello. Uh, opinion on herbal teas, licorice, uh, peppermint. What are your thoughts on herbal teas, maybe coffee? Yeah. Okay. So herbal teas, I personally don't drink, but I know many, many carnivores are able to tolerate some caffeine here and there, uh, including coffee. I drink black coffee about one cup a day. And uh, as long as you don't add stevia, if you don't add any plants in those teas, if you can help it, that would be great. But I know that a lot of carnivores feel perfectly fine with a little bit of caffeine. So depends on you. Uh, with, yeah, they are plant, they're, they're plant antigens and they're plant chemicals. I mean, caffeine is a chemical that has an effect on, on our bodies. Uh, you know, it isn't sugar, it isn't the fiber, but it does have some chemicals and antigens that, so I know for me, sometimes when I drink a certain tea or coffee, I get a little bit of runny nose and I can feel yeah. it a little bit. So I know they're antigenic. And so they're, those are things that people have to be careful about. Yes. Uh, for for sure. Um, mm -hmm. it, uh, treats. Yeah. Treats. Treats. What are your thoughts on, on treats? So my type of treat is still carnivore, and it's usually some raw dairy. I see raw dairy like raw yogurt, raw kefir, raw cheese. I love cheese. Uh, to be my treat. And I will always treat myself here and there throughout the week with a little bit of cheese. Honestly, it's not a little bit. I usually go uh, eat a lot, <laughs> but I feel good eating it, you know, because I know that I will be able to wake up the next day and still feel energetic. I can still be productive. Um, so I allow treats that I know still make me feel good. And there's a lot of carnivore snacks out there that you can uh, get that is great for on the go when you're traveling on vacation, like carnivore crisps, carnivore bar is great. I always have those on hand. They're delicious. Well, you know, you know, it's, I, I in, in the in the baby's plan that I share, you know, I personally do a little bit of ice cream. It's whichever way I go here, and you know, it's cream with a little bit of real sugar and vanilla. But it's not meant to be eaten every day. It's from time to time. Mm -hmm. And so, where do you put alcohol in 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 your uh, discussion? I, I personally don't drink alcohol because I despise the taste of it. I've never truly understood why people drink alcohol. If it's not to, not for the taste, well, I personally think it tastes like poison. So I never really enjoyed alcohol, never really drank it. And I do see a lot of carnivores incorporate it here and there in celebrations. I think it's totally fine to incorporate some non-carnivore foods. We are all adults here. We make our own decisions as long as you don't regret it and you've planned this thing out, yeah, have the alcohol. 
and, and I always talk about it. Life is not an amusement park. It's a temple. And so sips at most from time to time, but to do it every day and as a health food, it is not, it is a poison. I agree with you. So, you know, in our celebrations, I often will hold it. I put a lot of olive juice in a martini and I pretty much sip the thing and, and have about a, like a five sips of it. So somehow there's a, there's, there's a nature to it, but it is not good for us on any regular basis or any significant amount. So now I eat pretty much ribeye steak every day with butter and a little bit of blue cheese. That's my, and molten salt. Uh, Maria uh, Schwarz asked a little bit about uh, what, what, what's your, what are your thoughts on, you know, anything animal based essentially. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think anything that is animal based coming from an animal is fine to eat on carnivore. I don't think we have to limit to lion's diet, which is just beef and ruminant, right? If you are able to tolerate all this beautiful variety, seafood, chicken, pork, and beef and lamb, then please enjoy it. I think that's really nice because carnivore already, you are limited to so many food groups alone, right? So what I do now is I enjoy quite a lot of variety. I have chicken, I have pork belly. It's usually the fattiest cuts of each type of meat. So keto is a high fat, really mm -hmm. low to no carbs. Paleo is maybe a little bit of carbs and you know the rest of it goes from there. The beauty of carnivore, you know what carnivore is. Keto, you know, it, it, and I write about keto a lot because even as a vegan, you can technically do a keto diet, but but really carnivore is the the, the quintessential best uh, human uh, nutritional solution. And I think you've done you you've interviewed Ken Berry, um, and 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 you know he he talks about optimal nutritional uh, uh, solutions. And so I'll, I did take that from him. And and there's so many people out there with so many great thoughts and ideas. Sean Baker and, and Sally Norton. I know you've had Sally, I think, uh, on on uh, on your your discussions and, and yep. things like that. So that that is really uh, uh, so. Tell us a little bit about like in a day. Do you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Do you have one meal, two meals? What's your sort of regular habits? Yeah. So it took me six months to really find my groove because my first six months of carnivore, I really like to start with this um, because I came from a history of a lot of restriction and a very poor diet. I came into carnivore extra hungry. I came into carnivore with a raised appetite. So when I first started my first six months, I would have like three to five meals just because I was so malnourished. But then after six months of eating everything, all the fats, I started coming down and I did too mad naturally. I'd never really forced any intermittent fasting schedule on myself, but six months in too mad. Nine months in was when I started to just naturally fall into one meal a day because I just felt so good and satiated after one big meal. And that's kind of what I do to this day. Although I have also experimented with more fasting beyond OMAD, for example, alternate day fasting. I did uh, 48 hours, 72 hours once, just once. But I really feel like OMAD is super sustainable, super comfortable. Yeah, I think it is our optimal way to do it because we're 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 daily our daily practices are far easier to do than let's see can I go two days or three days it's it's the struggle but one meal a day at night is the is the game changer I believe and we should rest and digest 
the blood flow to the bowels is critical. And, mm-hmm. and so that's why I think that that one meal, I'd have one meal, one snack. And, you know, if you could start people at least on carnivore, even if they're doing three meals a day, it still begins to get them. Susan uh, Nola kind of asked a question about our, our diets in, in general, a little more in detail. Uh, she's been trying to reduce carbs, sugars, and knows that uh, that's worse for your body than fats. So you kind of sort of, uh, you, you're, your body, you're hungry. And so you can eat a combination of, of meats and, and, and plants, but the best way to get away from plants is eat more meat. Yeah. Is that, that, that's sort of the, the yes. way to go in, in all this. Yeah, uh, very simple. Keep it simple, right? Uh, yes. uh, but but butter, eggs, chicken, pork, um, uh, oysters, uh, scallops, uh, mm. fish. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these things are really part of the process. What about mushrooms? I don't eat mushrooms. I know the argument that people like to make when it comes to mushrooms, but I just feel like I want the foods that I eat to come from an animal, it's things that are very high fat, basically, I really prioritize my animal fats. And mushrooms just don't do it for me. They're just, they're, it's like eating air for me. <laughs> I want to well, eat things that are dense and satiating. We, 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 I think we may have talked a little bit about the glycobiome and the glycobiology, mm. which is something most people don't understand. But but it's the, it's the mucopolysaccharide layer that protects our gut, our blood vessels, our lymphatics, Every, every cavity of our body is protected. It's all sugar. When you eat sugar, it dissolves it. But when you eat fat, it protects it. And our immune system needs to eat fat. And, and I think you'll agree that fat comes from an animal and oil comes from a plant. And so plant oils are not kind of like something you and I can find in nature it comes in a bottle, right? Yes, it's processed. Which means it's processed and industrial. Do you would you do you eat any processed food? Cheese is that processed? Yeah, that's definitely processed. <laughs> I guess I guess it is. What about how do you? What's a fatty cheese? What type of cheeses do you like? Oh, I love La Gruyere. I get it from Costco, and it is raw, unpasteurized. I try to do all dairy that I eat raw. And I know it's illegal in a lot of states, so a lot of people find it impossible to find. But with raw cheese, you actually can find it at Costco and Whole Foods. But I like La Gruyere. Stinkier the better. Do you care to tell us a little bit about your boyfriend and steak and butter guy? And tell us a little bit about his story. Is, yeah, is, sure. So my boyfriend actually started off, well, I met him when I was carnivore. So he always, you know, knew that I was eating this carnivore diet, just animal foods. And he definitely has been inspired to incorporate more meats. There was a period of time last year, I believe, when he tried full strict carnivore. And I helped him every step of the way. I even got him to work with Coach Raymond so that he was really on track. He did it for, I would say, like three, four months and he decided to bring back the uh, the plants because he just couldn't take not having those plants that he loved. And I think it's okay with him. And I think it was so difficult for him because he didn't have health issues to start with. 
you know, he has a very fast metabolism. He finds it difficult to maintain his weight. Otherwise, he drops really quickly. So he's that type of body type. So I understand where he's coming from, why he brought back in the clean carbs and the veggies. And I still support him. But he's eating so much more fatty meats now. And, and I agree. It's adding the fat, and which is what was taken away from us is fat and uh, you know you go to the market you only buy lean meat you can't buy fatty meat of any significance you got to really hunt for it and plan for it uh, so i think it's adding the fatty meat going to one meal a day cooking the carbs and staying away from a lot of the antigenic things and staying away from fiber which i think is really the the deadliest part of of the diet and raw raw yeah. is not good for us agreed that's why I say salad is nature's toilet paper and don't touch it. Uh, Hannah Mitchell asked about keto uh, and PCOS and endometriosis. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I never had PCOS or endometriosis, but I have plenty of women in my community. I've come across a lot of women with their success stories in the community online that had great success just by going carnivore, just by eating animal foods, animal fats. So I do think there's a lot of hope for Hannah. Yeah, it's, it is quite amazing. We've seen, I believe that, that PCOS and endometriosis are all secondary to a plant-based low-fat animal-fat diet. Mm -hmm. So by simply going carnivore or keto, you do improve it. And you know, the, the real issue is, is, well, why do some people suffer these things on a vegan vegetarian diet and other people don't? Uh, the majority of people who smoke cigarettes don't get lung cancer, but they all get something. So you may not be experiencing that thing right now, but everyone's going to experience it at, at some point in their, in their life, right? Yes. Yes. It will catch up to you. Uh, let's see. So, so tell us a little bit about what you have in store for your group and, and your online and steak and butter gals sharing in the world. Yeah, well, I continue, I will continue to feature and interview a lot of really great guests on my channel. Usually what I do is after I interview them, I ask if they want to come, you know, visit my community and do a live one hour Q&A. And in that Q&A, you know, the members can basically ask whatever they want to this guest. And it's really helpful because these members feel like they get the personal attention and the help with their personal questions. Uh, with the community, I will continue to run these 30-day carnivore challenges until the end of time. I will pass it down to my kids probably. It's just I find there's so much success in doing this community, these challenges, and I see with my own eyes these members gaining the benefits, gaining the connection, feeling improvements in health and everything that they want to improve. And Instagram, I'll just continuing, uh, continue doing my Instagram posts. So tell us a little bit about some of the carnivore uh, uh, experts out there uh, that you'd recommend people listen to uh, and or read? Uh, what are the things yeah. people that have inspired you? Definitely you, Dr. Robert Kiltz. I feel like everything that you share is just so easy to understand. Everything that you say is super 
inspiring. And after the video that I put out with Dr. Kills, I got so much positive feedback. A lot of people who were kind of on the fence about going carnivore, they were like, okay, this is definitely for me. I want to try. So it's very convincing the way that you speak about this. Uh, but I definitely recommend Kelly Hogan. She was one of the first ladies that I listened a lot to because she also gained quite a lot of weight beginning carnivore. And that was very... Um, you know, familiar because I was going through gain, uh, weight gain as well. Yeah. Uh, who else? Dr. Barry, like we mentioned. Uh, yeah. Dr. Chiefy is great. I just interviewed him as well. Yeah, lots of great ones. So, so you know, it's interesting because I suffered from kidney stones. And and I'd go to the doctor and, yeah, you got kidney stones and this and that. I had blood in my urine forever. Not once did anyone ever say to me, oh, uh, oxalates, uh, spinach, and these are the things that are causing your stones. And, and you know, I suffered for years. And so, you know, this is the, the, the a little bit of the frustration and that that we see in our Western medical environment. And and the more you share, the more we all share. Uh, you know, Paul Saladino, uh, Ken Berry, Sean Baker. I mean, there are so many. It's going like this, and, and it's critical for our children's children's children that, you know, they don't have to suffer from those things that we've all been suffering for so long, mm -hmm. and the cost of health care is going like this, and everyone's on five drugs. You know, it's such a, such a sad thing, um, you know, uh, that, that how do we... Uh, continue to share and inspire uh, with uh, SB Gang and and, uh, and 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 all of these 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 inspiring people to continue to talk about this. I would just say if you are watching and you've seen success or any type of improvements on the carnivore diet, I urge you guys to share it. Just share it online. E even in um, Facebook groups like here, you can start a carnivore Instagram and just start posting your journey. All of these things will reach the world. So, you know, what we are doing, what, what Dr. Kiltz is doing, what I'm doing with making really awesome videos and content for everyone to watch, that's super helpful. But you all can help. Even by sharing these videos too, sharing videos that you like is also very helpful. Is there anything I didn't ask that you think is, hey, Dr. Kilch, you didn't ask me this. It's the oh. most important thing. <laughs> well, you know, I really talked a lot about high fat with skin, I just feel like the carnivore diet is the best skincare ever. It's one of my favorite benefits from going carnivore. Um, I often post my before and after skin pictures and it's like really shocking because when my skin was at the worst, cystic acne all over my face, bright red, puss filled, uh, lots of rosacea. And when you see it side by side with my skin now, it is just mind blowing that diet alone can do this. It is, you know, it's, it's sort of, I did, the, you know, so I was, again, standard Mediterranean and then went to, to, to paleo and keto. I did Atkins way before that. And, 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 and it was like, I listened to some guys like ripped and didn't exercise and ate steak. And I'm like, come on. And like, whoa, did it and amazing. And so it, it, this is one of those things that you tell people, they go like, you're crazy. But the more and more and more, 
Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Samara, keto February 22nd, down 26 pounds. Feels amazing, right? And, and uh, so is this like, a, let me lose weight and I'm going to go back to what I did before? No. Okay. So this is what I see all the time. Okay. So I know for a fact that with women, most women, since I'm a female myself, we really do prioritize the weight loss. We want to be in shape. We want to look our best fit into clothes. And yes, that is an important goal. But I see over and over and over somebody coming into carnivore. They're like, okay, I'll just do it for 30 days. Hence my 30 day challenge. Right. And then they do the 30 days and they feel so amazing and they see such great results that they don't want to leave this diet. And then this diet becomes a lifestyle and then it's just forever. You know, so it's great. Well, that's why I, I hate to call it a diet. We got to get rid of the word. I'm sorry. So, but yes, it's forever, right? <laughs> lifestyle, yes. A lifestyle. That's what. That's what you know. The 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 uh, my my uh, my crazy keto is 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 lifestyle for fertility, and it's for life. And that's the part that this is so critical. Uh, that it's not just. And and I don't. I what I I share this in health and wellness. And I tell every man and woman, your weight doesn't matter. If you're skinny in a famine, it's not good. But being overweight doesn't cause the diseases. It's what you ate yesterday, the day before, the day before, the day before, and today that really is the is the biggest thing that we need to do that. So uh, we're that Shay Shay is, is uh, you know, we got so many people, Samara, Ooh, my brother that. Ray, California. Wow. Um, and how to inspire people from from around the globe. Now, tell us about your international uh, following. Yeah. So since I'm Asian, I'm always so happy when I see an Asian face in the community because I understand how even more crazy it is as an Asian to even consider a diet without rice, right? Without any vegetables, without any sesame oil. So to see that my Asians are staying open-minded and trying this diet, it just makes me ecstatic. But I have members in a lot, actually, in Australia, so many in UK, um, so many all over Europe and in Singapore, in Asia, and in Canada too. So it really is all over the place. Yeah. So so how does someone become a a, a, a steak and butter gal coach, by the way? Oh, a coach. Are you for more coaches? Uh, you know, I don't have a coaching certificate program. It definitely is an idea that I want to get to. But to 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 become a member, all you have to do is just sign up, go to sbgmeetup.com, meet as if as in fatty meat. I'll also give Dr. Kills the link. Um, but I do also see a lot of my members who flourish and they really grow and they become so experienced. So I invite them to come onto the team and become a moderator. So there is, you know, that progression. Oh, there. So are those moderators coaches? Were the coaches? And, and I mean, to me, yeah. you know, you don't need a, a, a degree or certificate to coach and do what I think we're talking about, in my opinion, no. even keto coaching certificates. I mean, look at the more we all learn and share with more people, coaches and cheerleaders are critical. And, and my bet is, you know, the, the problem with diet, nutritional degrees mm -hmm. is they're wrong. <laughs> I'm glad it's you said that. Say, right. And, and so you're sharing what works. 
Yes, I am. And, and that's really the inspiration. So many, certainly women and and men can feel the the, the benefits of this also. Wouldn't yeah. you agree? Oh, yes. Uh, we always, you know, leave out the men. I always leave out the men, uh, men because, you know, I focus so much on my ladies, but I also see so much success for men. Uh, you know, they get a six pack or they get, you know, better body composition, but most of all, they get healthier. They feel amazing. They have more energy in the gym. You know, they have more strength. So it does apply to both, both sexes. So it helps you feel better, look better, the all the diseases go away. We talked about poop. Can we talk about sex? Is there benefits to sex life and and how how that works? What are your thoughts on that? So from my personal experience, my libido has gone up very, very high. So, and I, I do see that as a sign of good health. My hormones are happy. Uh, my cycle is regular, like I said. So that is all super important. But actually when my boyfriend went full on carnivore, his libido went so high that it was like almost an issue. <laughs> so it was that healthy, like that active, that big of a difference. So I often hear from carnivores who try this lifestyle, they're like, wow, after so long of not having a libido, it's back. And that helps a lot with your relationship too. And, and in the fertility world, our job is to help people naturally conceive. It helps yeah. sperm, eggs, embryos, and it, it, it helps the implantation environment. Tamika Ebanks is talking about pregnancy losses. All the tests were normal. And I think that uh, uh, Steak and Butter uh, Gal is a great resource to look at, but really carnivore, I call it carnivore keto. You know, yeah. keto could completely be eliminated from the, the vocabulary here anyway. It's yeah. like a lioness and a lion, that's what we are. And the more we learn to live in and like that, the better, wouldn't you say? I completely, I completely agree. So well said. All right. All right. So I, I, I think we've got almost all the questions, comments. Uh, yes. and, and so let's see, uh, steak and butter gal, tell us, uh, Bella, how to find you and, and, uh, maybe Simba and Gouda, uh, we can get some glimpses of them also. Can't we? Sure. So my dogs are always featured on my Instagram, sometimes on my YouTube Instagram. I am at steak and butter gals typed out on my name on the screen same as YouTube. And again, the community, the steak and butter gang, you guys can join just by going to sbgmeetup.com. Uh, or you can just DM me on Instagram if you need the direct link. Yeah. And you could just watch so many of these great videos I've been watching them. They're so inspiring and we need inspiration in life. Uh, really the investment to get coaching and be part of that is really our health and wellness is, is worth every, every moment that we put into this. I always say we're the most valuable, expensive, irreplaceable, we're the temples. Treat your body, your mind, your life like a temple, not the amusement park. And this is the game changer for everyone. So Bella, thank you. So grateful for you joining us. And we'll see your group. And again, all of us together, we're all a family that we all have to share ways of health and wellness. So God bless and thank you. Thank you, Dr. Kill. It's my pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Carnivore Conversations, hosted by me, 
Dr. Robert Kiltz. And don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening today. Check out drkiltz.com for more and subscribe to our Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook for more inspiring content every day. Take care and see you next time.